Hi, I'm Father Dave Dwyer, Executive Director of Busted Halo Ministries and host of the Busted Halo Show, from which you're about to hear an excerpt. But before we play the clip, give me just a moment to invite you to join with us. This is the time of year that we ask you who enjoy the content on BustedHalo.com and through these podcasts and perhaps listening on the radio show to become partners with us in mission as we reach out to so many more people who find themselves distant from God, who may not even darken the doorstep of a church, but whom we can reach through this technology. And you can help us do that. You can help us reach even more people with your monthly donation as a member of our Halo Repair crew. It is so helpful for us as a nonprofit who struggles to raise funds to have reliable sources of income that we can accurately budget for every month throughout the year. And right now, because we are in the bicentennial year of the birth of the founder of the Paulist Fathers, my religious community that I've pledged my life to, we invite you to consider giving in multiples of 200, maybe if your means allow, $200 a month. I would be extremely grateful. Or imagine the many other things that you pay 10, 15, $20 a month for, whether it's Netflix or how much money you spend on Starbucks or whatever, and ask yourself, is this ministry as valuable to you as that or as valuable to someone else as that? For more information about some of the thank you gifts we have for you or to become a member of our Halo Repair crew, simply go to bustedhalo.com slash join today. And if you're not able at this time to become a monthly supporter, thank you anyway for the ways in which you spread the word about Busted Halo Ministries. Okay, now it's time to enjoy a clip from the Busted Halo Show. It's time for Father Dave to dispense some fatherly advice. Oh, I didn't I didn't know it was time for Oh wait a minute, Brett is raising his hand. Oh no wonder. No, yes. So not only can people call, but also you can be right here in the studio. Correct. It's uh, going to take you longer to do that part. Wow. I had to like work here for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so you are in need of father? Nice. I am. Okay. All I right. Am. All right. I will try my that, best. No, that'd be great. Okay. I. You seem exasperated. Well, because uh, I keep <laughs> thinking that this is going to solve itself. Oh, one of those. And it's not. Mm. It's getting worse. And now I have to. Okay. I need All your right. advice. Okay. Simple as that. May, uh, just to know the ground rules from the beginning, may Christina participate. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yay. <laughs> so fatherly and producerly advice. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Well, because okay. I used to help out sometimes with I certain, understand. certain people. I just, it's your delicate situation, so I want to make sure. I mean, I may even lo- even ask college advice. Whoa. We'll see. We'll see. We'll All see. right. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> okay. I, so, you know, I'm not the best with confrontation, which is why this keeps going. And I keep thinking it's going to solve itself, but it's gone too far now. I need to step in and do something. Okay. You might remember that. Now, the other reason I was nervous is that, I mean, I'm only talking about one person right now. And it'd be pretty easy for some people to narrow it down. Somebody lives at my apartment. When you say lives, you mean with you? Yes. Like a roommate? I hesitate to use that term because I I bristle with that. Okay. I'm really helping him out. Ah. Like, this wasn't really that active. Like, I'm 37 years old. I don't have a roommate. Well, some people have roommates, but... I'm just saying, like, I... This is part of how it's getting carried Go ahead. Away. Okay, he, go ahead. He, go he, ahead. He, he had to move out of his place in, in November. He asked if he could... You know, I noticed that he didn't have a place to move into right away. He was kind of in a, in a tough spot. Uh-huh. And I said, you can stay with me while you figure it out. Okay. I thought that was going to be a month. And it's been? Seven. Okay. Actually, if it's November, then it's probably 
Well, he moved yeah. into December, and oh, I thought okay. that was going to be oh, it. And wow. then in January, and then May, you know. So okay, no. So I I would agree with you then that it, you hesitate to use the word roommate, not because of your age, but because you didn't say, "Hey, let's be roommates." This right. was like you helping a guy out that you thought would be temporary. <laughs> yeah, I have friends that are thirty-seven with roommates. You're right. right okay. It wasn't really my main so thing. I'm just that. saying it wasn't. It just like slipping into ro- roommate. It's not my roommate. It's like and yet. For seven months, that's uh, somebody you come home to every day. That's true. There right. is. We have some rules. O- over this time, the ar- arrangement has kind of evolved because for two or three months, I didn't charge him anything because I said you could stay there. Okay. Have yeah. you ever done that before? Yes. Yeah, because you're pretty hospitable and I've generous. I've always done that, and that's okay. where this will head eventually. Okay. Because what are the limits of that? I have an open door policy, as we like to call it. You need somewhere to stay. If you're in town for a night or even okay. four or five okay. or a month or two- Okay, but the okay. place I lived in, to that point, the place I lived before here was much bigger. Yeah. So, and it was two rooms. This place is a room. I have a studio apartment. A room. Yeah, so there's on no, that end of the room. There's no room I'm on this end. you go to to get away from your, don't really call them Might roommate. be why the porch is all set up now. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, the okay. yard. Now, but we're friends. Okay. Right. And, and, and Were you friends before? Correct. Okay. And part of the intricacy of the story, I guess, and the complexity of it is that he is a an old best friend of my best friend. Ah. Which is why some of these sort of things are are difficult. Sure. If Understand. this was a stranger, yeah, it's totally different. Right. right it's like right. working with a friend or something. Absolutely. Like these things get they more do. difficult. They do. But it's it's eating me up inside, Father Dave, and that's why I can't let it. Just keep going. So what part is eating you up? Okay, so how this has evolved as him living with me, there was a couple of months there of just a grace period for free, you know, right? because he was going through a tough spot. Now, what I thought was happening is that he was saving up money to go and find a new place. It wasn't really happening, so it was already okay. starting to bother me a mm-hmm, little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I don't want to be in charge of how he's controlling his finances, but he's also living in my apartment for free, and it's an expensive New York City apartment. Yeah. So that was already starting to bother me a little bit. So at some point, uh, in the maybe three months in, I was like, okay, let's have a chat. <laughs> like, right. Well, okay, fair enough. And he's like, yeah, I was wondering when you were going to ask. I was like, okay, well. Wow. I know. Wow. Well, not like, yeah. how dare I? It was just like, no, I no, saw no. this coming. That's not what I was thinking. I was like, if you're wondering... He should have been the one to ask. He yes. have brought it up. And it, well, and that, so this starts right. to get worse. At the time, I was just like, okay, let's work this out. And part of that was I can ask him whenever I need or want the place to myself, I can ask him to not be there, okay. which is actually pretty big. Like, okay. I, sometimes I, I need to go to my own place by right. myself, and, right. and, and he can I mean, stay like, with other friends. Oh, I see. He stays with other friends. Because I can't, I, the reason I live by myself and want to live by myself is that I need that. I well, of course. Of and course. so, and he, okay. Mm, so a lot he, of people do. But so like, did you, in the three months in, did you pick a financial arrangement? Correct. Okay. And so, but it, it's with that stipulation, which is why it's right. less than, it's not like half. Okay. Well, okay. Right. It's, it's, it's considerably less than half because okay. I can ask him to be gone whenever sure. I want. But okay. his stuff is all there. Well, okay. You know, yeah. and I, you know, and we're friends, but there's sometimes when I don't want to, I don't want to deal with somebody. That's why I live by myself, right? So that arrangement has been happening, but he hasn't been paying like that in full. He's been like chipping away at what he owes me. So every month he doesn't give you a consistent amount every month, correct? Even since whatever February, whenever you decided, correct? This. Okay. Which again? So so he's behind. He owes you. He is behind. Okay. He is behind. Even on the very generous deal you've cut him, correct? Aha. Okay. 
Okay. I'm seeing a little more of the yeah. situation. Right, here. right, right, yeah, right. Okay. So, exactly. <laughs> anyway, I've been, while saying it, I'm trying to be like too nice, which is what my big issue you is, don't I need think. To be nice. So, yes, he's slipping behind. Now, I was just gone, you know, for eight days or something. Right. We were over in Rome. And while I was gone, he was, he was fired from his job. Oh, okay. So that now, right, I was like, if I get, when I get back, I'll have this big chat about how like I'm feeling kind of taken advantage of and yeah. I, I yeah. want him to catch up or we make a payment plan for what he right. owes me or right. like, let's just talk about it more because we're friends and let's not have it be the elephant in the room. Just stuff like that. Right. And he lost his job. Now I feel even more like I, I don't want to talk about all this stuff right now. Like it, hit, hitting a man while he's sure. down. Well, let me do a pause before because that's definitely a whole other element. So when you talk about the elephant in the room, would you say that your relationship with him, and obviously you're in a very small space and you see him almost every day, so there's some relationship. Would you say that over the seven months it feels less like your friends? Like, does it feel more awkward now? Or it, does this thing overshadow your friendship? Because you yes. said he's a friend. Yes. And, yeah. and like at first it was like, hey, it's cool. Right. We're friends. It's just, it, it can't be just on my mind, which is why it's bothering me. Like, it has to be the elephant in the room. Like, if he's not imagining that this is like an issue, then that's even like pathological well, or like crazy. And, and that's why I zeroed in on what you said before, which is when you asked him, hey, let's have a chat after three months. And he said, oh, I was wondering when you were going to ask me. Absolutely, it's on his mind. Well, well, right. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's just, it's just past. And he'll pr probably say the same thing now. It's way past when this chat, again. he probably said, I was wondering when you were going to get me out. I know. <laughs> and, and that's, and, and we are friends. And yeah. there's more on the line here than either the money he owes me and the, and the awkwardness of the situation, which is to say, I don't want this to implode. I want to, I want to have a chat about how this is making me feel instead of this is the money you owe me. And this is, this is why you're being wrong or a taker and taking advantage of a giver. I want to figure out how to do this with a, a sympathetic heart. Um, and that's getting increasingly difficult, Father Dave. But what I wanted to bring to you, even from a lens of faith, is that I feel like I'm being too nice. I feel like I've been called to be really nice and really kind to everyone. And right. I appreciate that, that that's in me. But right. now I feel like I'm being steamrolled. Whether or not it's intentional, I don't know yet. I don't think he's being malevolent. But it's, it's eating at me that I feel like I'm getting taken advantage of my kindness. Right, right. No, so... So I think what might be helpful to see that in its right perspective, A, regardless of, of his motivation, um, even if we like center it in the Gospels and us called to, you know, Matthew 25, and did you give shelter to the stranger? Did you give clothes to the naked? Even if we center it in that, if we push it to an extreme and say, do you feel called or that it is you know, God's will for you to open your tiny studio apartment to a hundred people. Right. Of course not. Right. You know, therefore, do you feel called? I mean, then you can do what Abraham did. <laughs> what about 50 people? What about 10 people? So, I mean, the, the, you're creating that the quantitative piece of it, because of course we could say yes to that. For some people that might be, you can stay on my couch for a week, and, and I am fulfilling what I'm called to do by Jesus. For other people, it's free for three months. Your bar is pretty far <laughs> down the road than many people's. <laughs> admittedly. Uh, admittedly, and that's fine because it's because I would say that it, in your case, having known you all these years, that it, it is not merely I'm sort of commanded to do this, that you that is you as a person. 
whether or not you'd found that in the Bible or not. That's who you are and who you live your life to be. Um, but I mean, I think just like we see on a macro scale with and, and, a, and a very valid debate to have in our country, which is one of the most significant debates we're having over the last several years, is, you know, if we look at the big macro scale, are we called to be hospitable to the stranger? Well, yes, from the Christian point of view, we are. Is it practical, therefore, to just like you're doing with your single one room apartment, say America may welcome every single person at all time? No, where that line is, is people of good faith disagree on. Yeah. Right. And that's what we're seeing in our in our national conversation, that where that line between us caring for people and being hospitable and being nice to people, if you will, must necessarily have some limits. And so, I, I mean, I, I don't think regardless of his motivation, even if he's the nice guy in the world and he's not like sitting there going, oh, boy, I wonder when he's going to figure this out, whether he's doing that or not, it is appropriate. And even within the context of Christianity that there are limits on some things and we see a great variety of that. So when you said, you know, you're, you're okay with your bar of Christian hospitality being different than somebody else's. So was mother Teresa. I mean, most of us are not called to go into the, the gutter of a slum and literally pick somebody up who's dying of a horrible disease and bring them into our home and to go and raise money and make our home bigger so that we can bring more of them in. Not everybody's called to do that, but we are all called to be, Christian, hospitable, and charitable. So finding that line, each for oneself, is a kind of discernment. And it sounds like what you're struggling with now is you know, discerning that because it's, it feels anyway, from the outsider perspective, that that line has been exceeded and you're feeling guilty about, well, but does that make me not hospitable or not Christian or not you know, being nice to people? No, it just means that in every case, there are necessarily limits on everything. Yeah. And so, you know, we can be, we can negotiate those and we can even negotiate them within ourselves. Uh, yeah. Like you in your heart can say, I want to be, well, here's another good example. Like you always, and I've said that I've, I've been very impressed and love this about you ever since I've known you, <clears throat> that you carry on your person, sometimes a couple of quarters or something, <laughs> to give to homeless people when they ask on the street. You don't carry a $50 bill in each pocket. You carry a quarter. You've determined mm. that that's the way in which you're going to... Now, a lot of people don't even do that and don't have a quarter in every pocket every single day. They may do it once every three weeks or they may never do it. So again, your line is different from somebody else, but it doesn't... But you also don't look down your nose at somebody that doesn't give a quarter or carry a quarter every day with the intent purpose of giving this away. You say that's, you know... They're being Christian and hospitable and nice in their way. This is the way that I've chosen. And I think in the same way that you don't carry a $50 bill in every in your back pocket every day, you've determined that. You can rightly and justly and appropriately determine this boundary as what well. What the line is. What the yeah. boundary is. Regardless of him. If, it, if it's anybody. I mean, there doesn't have to be a contract that you sign whenever anybody's out of luck and they come to stay with you. Here, here's the appropriate. This, after a month, I charge you. No, but for you... Now you have to decide sort of after the fact, but it's it's helpful to even decide before the fact, you know, here's what that line is going to be. I'm not going to give a $50 bill to everybody every single day on the street. I'm not going to let somebody stay in my apartment for free for seven months. It's going to be a month or whatever. Right. Now, this is pushing the question because it's really happening. Correct. But and therefore, what I'm saying is generically, it's appropriate 
for you to decide what a boundary is, regardless of how much you love him or what his situation is or all that. Now, these other factors now begin to mix in. And yes, that does make it a little more complicated. But at the very base level, it's not you not being hospitable, you not being charitable, you not being nice to decide an appropriate limit that you just can't possibly, you know, if you if you intentionally said, I want to rent a three-bedroom apartment in Brooklyn because I want to be there for my other friends and charge the minimal and I can afford to do that, then you would have decided that. When you bought a studio apartment or rented a studio apartment, that was not your decision. So it, it's not... Yeah. And sometimes life forces things on us that we didn't. We had on, on the show a couple of weeks ago that woman who decided to talk to the homeless person and then brought her into her home. Yeah. Well, at some point, they got a little sort of side house on their property for him. That was the appropriate way in which they dealt with that. And again, they have different means than you have. Right. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're not beholden when Jesus says, you know, visit the hungry, visit people in prison, clothe the naked. It, it doesn't mean we have to clothe every single naked person on the planet out of our pocket. Individually. It does, individually. It does mean that that should be on our radar and we shouldn't shy from that. And you don't. Yes. I also want to say that, like, I think producerly advice bringing this up <laughs> to him and maybe even setting a date is a charitable thing to do because obviously not discussing it is just going to build up resentment for you and yeah. it may ruin the friendship. But also, you're giving him the opportunity to help himself because if it just continues on how it is, then he's not going to help himself. Right. And I think that it's a charitable thing for you to like set these boundaries to have this discussion with him and give him the opportunity to you know get his act together yeah no i mean of course the enabling aspect of it has been part of it um because i didn't want to do that either so the longer i didn't want to do what well because then it felt like i was enabling him so if he can just not save up money and do whatever you know and now like i said it seems like a small factor but now if we loop it back in the fact that he lost his job it's like was I enabling him to not get his act together by letting him stay there longer? You know, it doesn't really, doesn't, it yeah, doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you need to go spilt milk and beat yourself and all that. But No, I know. But now you're at a place where kind of what do I do now, right? Yes, I'm saying does okay. it continue to enable him to not have that chat? And I do want to yes. have that discussion, yes. you know? And, and it's just. That's for sure. Yeah, and yeah. I, the part of the other complexity now, and I, I, I mean, I know this is a big outlying factor, but it's huge is that he did lose his job. So now I feel even more kind of beholden to helping him out, which was the original goal. So now even aside from just being charitable, just helping a friend, it seems like trying to push the stuff that I should have pushed for a couple months ago, admittedly, is now even worse timing. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's just tough. And maybe I should Mm -hmm. just be honest about that. And I know that we almost all of these come down to just being honest and having the chat with somebody. But it's... Well, the stuff I want to say is even harder than it normally is. What do you mean? Like, what do you want to say? That, you know, it's, we need to figure this out. I mean, you need to, we need to set a timeline and you, you owe me this money and I'm sorry for you, but now you've lost his, his job and it feels even more lack of sympathy in this case. I mean, it sounds like I don't know the man and I trust your taste in friends and, you know, you're a, you have a good judge of character. But I mean, it, it's... Because earlier you said you said he just lost his job. There is a difference between losing your job and being fired. fired. Yeah, you got fired. So I mean, sounds like 
this guy's got issues. If if he was living somewhere for free in New York City in a single room with another person and said, oh, yeah, I was wondering when you were going to. I mean, it sounds no, a I, little like he is taking I know, advantage. I, I know. And this is what's <laughs> yeah. driving me nuts, though, is that, you know, it, it's I, I've never even really I've never literally and figuratively really experienced. I, I it's so hard to even frame this like. He's not like being, he's not like being good. <laughs> like I've never, I haven't really experienced that. And this is a friend of mine. It's a best friend of a best friend. Like when you're saying he's not being good, he, you feel he's taking advantage of you. He's taking advantage of me. He got yeah. fired. Like yeah, he's just, right. you know, right. the, but, but the, well, that's when I'm in a, a kind of a nasty mood seeing it that way. When I'm in my best self, sure. I go, this guy's not doing well. He is, right. He's not intentionally taking advantage of me. He doesn't have the means to find a place of his own. He's not. He didn't get fired because he's malevolently messing up. He's messing up because he's anxious or depressed, and he and, okay. he, and he doesn't. It, he didn't leave his creative thing that he does because uh, he's being wise about it. He did it because he had some sort of false impression of himself. Okay. Like right. okay. he's not, it, my good self is saying he's not doing well. Take help him. Right. My when I'm getting real about it in my heart, sure. I feel like this this stinks. This well, is bad. Well, and the other thing that I would give you feedback about specifically that is that you don't need to look at it in the kind of linear timeline. You don't have to feel bad just coincidentally because now you've been wanting to have a talk with him and now he also got fired and this is the time to help him. Other people can now step up and help him. You've been helping him for seven months significantly helping him by not letting him pay hardly anything to live in New York City and do whatever at a job. So yet maybe bad timing, but the other Messiah complex advice I have to give you yeah. is you're not the only person on the planet. Other people can take care of him. Yeah. And you've been taking care of him for seven months. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's not easy to hear. No, I know. <laughs> I need, I do. I, I really working on the wording of that because because of the timing. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want it to turn into he's, him to be like, of course, I want him to realize what the seven, these right. seven months have been. Sure. But, you know, I can also see it. Unfortunately, if it doesn't come out in the right way, it just seems like uh, this is the wrong. Really? Like, really? Now? It's like, no, I've been we've been I should have done this a while ago. And it just happens that that's happened. But I'd like to at least start with the with the beginning of like, I'm actually worried about you, but I can't. And then that where I'd hope that would keep, lead is that going. I can't I'm worried about you, but yeah. I can't be the one that keeps helping you with all these things. That's the what you say. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. I know it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna be fun. No. No, but what you just said is exactly true. And and we think that that we need to go beyond that, but that is lovingly true. I am your friend. And I mean presumably the guy's got has other friends and other friends didn't do what you've done for seven yeah, months. They all have the same frustration right now, which right. is why I just think he's in a horrible spot. But what I do you don't mean frustrated with him. You mean? Or, yeah. yeah. Okay. And you and know, he may be. I, I, you know, how could he not be? I mean, this is right. not where he wants to be. Right. You know, and I think that's why he's shying away of some of these chats. Right. I wouldn't want to say or admit any of the things that are right. happening to him. Sure. 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 Right. Sure. I, I, we can all see that none of these right. things are good. Right. I just can't. I can't bear that load anymore. Of this not, of this, all right. these things that are falling And apart. what I would also say is don't, you you should not bear the load of 
what sort of consequences will happen if I do this. Because Christina is right that this may very well be the thing that... I mean, it may not be transformative, and he writes a, a book about it 20 years from now. Thank God Brett kicked me off his couch, because then I started a company. It may not be that, but it, it also won't necessarily be the the dark one that you're playing out in your head, is that if I do this, and he's going to be out on the street, and nobody's going to like him, and right. you know, whatever else. Right. And, and even if it is, yeah, neither no. of those are your fault. Yeah. You know, you, you don't you don't get a piece of his company that he creates twenty years from now. Nor are you responsible if something terrible happens by doing this. Right, both things. Yeah, both things. Both ends of that. If one is true, the, o- the other out. is true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, I never like to admit it. What? That some people just you know it's not. <laughs> It's not going great, <laughs> you know? Honestly, I think, it, from what I'm hearing you say, I think that's harder for you than than talking about being taken advantage of. It's harder for you to even believe that, yeah. that this is not a person who's like you. No, I know. And yeah. I'm not even, I don't even like admitting that because that sounds so hierarchical or like, I, I'm not, I don't feel better or worse. I just feel... No, you're like, how can this person not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah, like, yeah, you know, I just yeah. had this long yeah. chat with our other buddy today about it. And it's just like, that's why I don't want to come at it too angular, like angry. Because I because I don't even know how much he's aware. Yeah. And that's bothering me too. That's right. why I need to say these things just so that he's aware, just being yeah. cognizant. Because I don't even know if he's there yet. And I also am not trying to, I, I'm starting to see now, like what you're saying is that his character is, is more of a taker and mine's more of a giver. Mm-hmm. And... I'm not looking to fix his character. I don't think that's, I'm able to do that. And, and while it may not be literally this, what that sounds like is a codependent relationship. Meaning when you've got a taker and a giver, it's just as difficult for the giver as it is for the taker. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what it feels and, like. And, yeah. and a codependent relationship, almost always, it has to be person A that says, this is not working. <laughs> Because right. the taker very rarely is going to say, you <laughs> yeah. know, I've been abusing this relationship. <laughs> right, 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 right. In the same way, again, the evidence from that, words that came out of his mouth. He knew what was going on right. seven, six months ago. <laughs> ah, it bothers me so much right. about it. And you have to, I, God bless you, because you have to come home to this person every day. Right, and I just don't want to, yeah, you know. Look and, him in the eye. Oh, I know, and it just goes, it slips into silliness quickly, because that's what I'd rather, you know. Oh, really? No, like, oh, that's yeah. what I'd, you know, you I'd rather. Joke around when you get home. Of course. Right, okay. And now. So, of all the things you've said, that very succinct, I do care about you, and I am concerned about you at this point in your life, but I cannot be the your sole source of, of everything, yeah. of shelter, of income, of whatever. Right. I just can't be. Uh, well, and I to so that this doesn't sound completely altruistic, you know, I, I feel like he'll just move out angrily, and then I'm also out all of the the dough he owes me as well, which will you know it'll just build resentment again, and I don't want it to be like that. I would like to work it out like adults. Yeah, but it doesn't sound like he's. I I think what you just described is what's going to happen. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, where a lot of this used to come from when the 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 difference in situation at my last place was that I the place I had was huge and I I got a deal on the rent. Sure, so yeah, I felt yeah, yeah. like yeah. of course somebody should, well, of course somebody could stay here. 
I feel like not only over the course of my life have I been hooked up, but now I'm particularly hooked up. Right. I should help. I should be helping. Yeah, you stay here. You stay here. Right. So on and so forth. Now I'm I'm more worried about I'm like I'm worried about my finances constantly, and I and that wasn't necessarily the case then because of all the rent. So now I'm just like the money's being more of an issue now. So I I. You know, I was having them there maybe because I wanted a chunk away of the rent, but even that's not happening. So it's not truly just this whole I'm being nice thing, you know? I it, it's not that yeah. it's not that black and white, which is why right. maybe I'm me not facing that too would be kind of a lying right. to myself and him. Sure. But, but yeah. still that's the yeah. that's a smaller part yeah, it's of a much small. bigger. Yeah, yeah. No, and you're right. I mean, I I I remember when you had that and you definitely felt like that. Somebody's giving me a really good deal and it's got an extra room. I I want to help everybody out open door policy. But again, talking about the limits and even at the huge macro level of yeah, we got a big country, we got a lot of infrastructure, but we can't fit 7 billion people on our healthcare right. system. Right. So I mean, you know, just those questions of yeah, I used to have a big apartment with an extra room and I could say open door policy. Now I have a Tiny apartment. And yeah, somebody can stay for a couple of weeks, but they can't stay for seven months. I don't yeah. care if they're paying the whole rent, you know? Right. Then you take this apartment. I got to go find another one. <laughs> <laughs> this and, just, and certainly not if they're paying any rent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This has just hit, it's just finally hit my limit. And yeah. I, it's time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. It that is. The timing happens to be at the same time, but that's not on you. It's not on you that he got fired. No, so, I know. So your time, you can kick yourself and go, I should have told him about a month before because then it wouldn't be when he got fired. But then it's not your fault that he got fired. <laughs> you know, the the real irony there is that he, he uh, <laughs> it was helpful for him to stay at my place because it was way closer to his work. And then he was late for work. Oh, that's, that's why he got, got fired. fired. You know, like, like, you're killing me here. Yeah. You're killing me. Wow. You know? Yeah. But and I, I just, I'm... The reason I wanted to bring it to you and Christina and even to the listeners is that even the other people I've talked to about this, they've almost all felt like in some form that they've they've given to their extent in some form. For him or? No, like no, just, just in, in general. Gen- they've yeah. been in a relationship where it felt yeah. like they were giving it their all right. and it was just not only reciprocal, it just wasn't even, it was taken <laughs> advantage of and they didn't know how to yeah. cut that off. And so thanks. <laughs> right. I kind of knew that was the answer. You know, we get that answer a lot when we do these. Like, I knew that was the answer. It wasn't the answer that, you know? Yeah. Like, now I have to do that part. I'm, I'm fine. Right. I'm ready. Right. But, like, right. I'm also not happy with it going this long, right? So, right. people, right. that's the trade-off that we hear a lot when people call with things like this. And I'll speak with I statements. Like, I know what I needed to do. So, and, so, and it's hurting right. me more to not face it. And, and given, okay, given the the... Intensity of the immediate situation that he just got fired, and given that you're now owning some of it, well, I shouldn't let it go this long. Um, and given that you're not going to recoup all the back rent, I'm pretty sure. But I mean, I think it's very fair to say, but be very literal and firm and say, I know you just got fired. And just like last November when I was trying to help you out, it, three weeks, four weeks, whatever it is, but that's the day you are moving out. Right. I mean, I don't, it doesn't have to be today because he just got fired. Right. But you know, you have just, to put a limit on pick it. A day. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, have to be boundaries. Yeah, yeah, and of course I should have done that up front, but I can't, could have, would have, should have myself either. Anymore. You cannot, and maybe in it, in, and then as Christine was saying before, in terms of that being the 
motivating factor that that'll put a fire under him and maybe needs to find a different friend or go live with mom and dad well, or and me too if good, I was or keeping, not show up late for his job or whatever and, and me too though like if i was keeping him around in some small part to like chip away at my own rent like no I, i'll i need to work harder in certain ways too and make that happen for myself if i want my space to myself and that's the space that i think that i deserve correct. and earn then i need to earn it that is correct you know so there's it's, it's both really yeah, I'm just putting it all on him. There's part of my own okay. you know, agency there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, what, again, what people usually don't want to face. Right. It's never right. a one-way street. There's always you are involved in all of the relationships. You're in it. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, given that, sure, it's lousy timing, but, I mean, I don't think you tell him you need to be out by October. <laughs> no. I, I yeah. think you, you give him an actual day and time. Right. And, you know, and you can't. Even if you did it in the nicest possible way with all of the language scripted by some counselor, <laughs> he might still just, it probably will, still be mad at you. Yeah. And that's what could have been. been yeah. Do. <laughs> and, and then I hope that he'll just later realize, okay, I, I he was there for that long. And yeah. and you hope. Maybe. And again, you're not, yeah. you're saying yeah. you can't, you can't yeah. promise, no one can you promise can. that either. You can't. Yeah. And it's not like you're leaving him hanging. You know, you've, you've given him all of this help and you're giving him time more time to make arrangements and you've done everything you can you can for him you know you're yeah. not his parent you're not in a relationship like you're yeah. you've done all you can can you guys do that then <laughs> <laughs> no thank you thank you both i, I think if I, would i've had christina do it if it was, <laughs> she would love to it sounds like uh, i don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> i'll get him out of there but thank you both. well christina did we do a good job uh Giving Brett fatherly advice. I think so. This concludes Father Day's fatherly advice. We hope it helps. <laughs> we hope it helps. He doesn't feel I like hope so, too. <laughs> doesn't feel like it helps. <laughs> so if you enjoyed that segment of the Busted Halo Show and find that our ministry is valuable, once again, I invite you to partner with us and become part of our Halo Repair crew of monthly donors. We've got great thank you gifts at whatever level you choose to support us at. Things like Busted Halo branded journals and blankets and cell phone chargers and headphones, all kinds of stuff. And if that's not enough, every single member of our Halo Repair crew will get exclusive content every month from me, Father Dave, that you can't get anywhere else just for you. So check out all the details at bustedhalo.com slash join. And thank you so much for your support of our ministry. 